welcome back to Lucid Living. And if this is your first time, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy to have you aboard. My name is Andrew Larkin. I'm an actor, model, performer, storyteller. And today, I'm going to be your host, your guide for today's podcast. All right, we got a good one for today, guys. Got some life updates, got some an idea, concept that I really want to dive into. But before we get into the juiciness of it, let's do some deep breathing, some deep, intentional, slow breathing to ground ourselves into this moment. As always, again, if this is your first time with us, when we breathe, I want you to inhale through the nose. And as you inhale, expand the belly like a water balloon, nice and big, nice and big. Hold it at the top. Exhale out the mouth. Contract your belly back to your center. We're going to do one minute of breathing at our own pace. We can do box breathing, which is in for four, hold for four, out for four, hold for four. Or you want to channel that rest and recover, that parasympathetic. You can exhale a little bit longer than your inhale. So in for four, hold for four, out for six, hold for six. Or out for eight, hold for eight. Really take this moment for you. As we breathe, focus on the breath. When we focus on the breath, we listen to the breath. It brings us back into this moment, this present moment. Gets rid of the anxieties, gets rid of the stresses of yesterday and tomorrow. Centers us in this moment. And find time to focus on gratitude. Give yourself a body scan. Where are you holding tension? Release it. So I wanna take a collective inhale together and then we can get started. One minute, baby, one minute. Are you ready? Three, two, one, inhale through the nose. And go at your own pace. All right, now I want you to take one final inhale through the nose. Nice and big, nice and big. Hold it at the top. Now let it all out with a sigh. Ah, ooh. Ah, thank you, thank you, thank you. For this practice, let's introduce some movement back into the body so you can wiggle the toes, wiggle the fingertips. Roll the shoulders back a few times. Open up the heart. Roll them forward a few times. Yes. Sway the neck to the left. Release the tension. And the neck, sway it to the right. Woo! Shake, 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 shake. Move the body, move the chi, move the energy. Shake, 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 shake. Hands at the top. Namaste, namaste. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Woo! How we feeling? Let's go. Feeling good today. It's good energy. It's a beautiful day outside. Ready to rock and roll, baby. Let's rock and roll. All right, before we dive into this, I want to give a little life update. We just did our breath. I want to share a little bit about my ASL journey. All right, guys, I've been doing this for about a week and a half, and it's freaking awesome. I'm obsessed. I love it. I'm going to tell you what I'm what I'm learning and experiencing about it. So I had my first class last Thursday. I have my second class today because I'm recording on a Thursday. 
And um, yeah, I'm in a beginner course. We have our professor, our coach, who is does is uh is hard of hearing and deaf so she doesn't speak words but she can hear a little bit but we have an interpreter for her and she's a beast with it and she's so cool has like a great sense of humor and we went through the class it was mostly introductory telling us what to expect asking questions and then doing just the alphabet pretty much and uh she sent us an email giving us some recommendations there was a uh, a youtube video which is a documentary about the culture and the history of the deaf community which was freaking awesome to watch and gave me so much so much more of an understanding and appreciation for again this underprivileged community and again something i wish that we were educated on you know in the school system but it is what it is sometimes we all come to it at our own at our own divine timing so that was just so fascinating i started learning so much and then watching videos on youtube and then i found my coach on Facebook and I reached out to her and we just went back and forth on Facebook and she uh, introduced me to Switched at Birth. So I started watching Switched at Birth, which I've heard about but I've never seen before. And it's basically about these two girls who were born on the same day but they were switched at birth. And one of them, the girls was grew up in a very wealthy environment, the other one not so wealthy and she grew up, uh, she's hard of hearing. And so it introduces the entire deaf community and ASL language and the struggles of navigating, you know, the hearing world and the deaf world and friendship and loss and all of this stuff. And it's so fun and it's so cool. And I'm actually learning signing from watching it. It's kind of like watching a subtitle movie. I'm, if I'm trying to learn Spanish, you know, it's I'm watching a Spanish film with subtitles. It helps you learn a little bit more. So I'm watching that. I'm, just, I'm really enjoying that. I'm really loving Swiss Type Earth. It's super cool. Every single day I've been doing, I have my ABCs down pretty well. It's a lot harder for me to watch someone signing, like fingerspelling really fast. Uh, that's still a challenge that I'm working on. But if I'm, it's a fun little game. I'll just be driving and I'm just, I'll see signs and I'll just try to fingerspell it with my right hand while I'm driving with my left. And I'm working the muscle and it's getting, I can feel it getting better and better every day. And I'm actually, I can feel, remember when I started doing vocal work, I don't know if I mentioned this, but my voice kind of like you do leg day and your legs are sore i could feel my voice there were a couple of days where it was a little sore because i was working this muscle for the first time well after finger spilling every single day for the past week my fingers are getting sore so it's working baby and the muscle memory is starting to get there again we're only a week and a half in very beginner stages and uh it's just it's been fun and one of the things that I've really learned about doing it is I think it's so cool because it's so performative. You know, it, it really is. You put your whole body, your whole being into what you're expressing. And I think it's a great, like I find myself practicing some of the signs where, you know, whether I'm tired or I'm hungry or I'm sorry or thank you or good or bad. I find myself reacting with my face a lot with it. And it's, I feel like I'm emoting, I'm emoting more through signing than I am through my regular life, which I find fascinating because I think there's this incredible element in the language is there's this congruency with what we're saying, but in this case, what we're signing and how we feel has to be in alignment, right? Versus there are how many times can I, in the spoken language world, say I'm fine and not actually feel fine or I'm this, I'm that, and you don't actually believe what you say, but in order for to communicate in this culture, you have to give the sign, but you also have to give the emotion behind it as well. It has to be congruent or else you can't communicate with the other person. You can't rely on sound, right? 
and I think it's fascinating, man. And I just, again, there's this performativeness to it. I feel like I'm almost not acting in a way, but it's just fun. It's a, it's something. It's it's really fun to do. It's really fun to learn and explore, and it's cool because there is that emoting part of the language. There are these five these five parameters that they say. I forget all of them, but it's kind of like hand location. Uh, there's palm orientation, there's shape, and then there's also, you know, the, the nonverbal communication, the, the faces that you make when you're sad, you're tired, you know, and it's, it's just, it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. So I'm exploring, I'm learning, I'm building a community, I'm building a network. It's so, oh, I'm so excited, guys. I'm so excited. So that's what I'm, I'm learning a bit in that. I'm, I'll keep you guys updated over the next couple of days and weeks and how it goes. So that's very fun for me. I got a shoot tomorrow. Uh, I booked this, uh, I don't even know how to really explain it. It's like, it's like a video commercial stills stuff for this. Oh my gosh. I don't even know what it's called. It's in like the suburbs of Pennsylvania, about 45 minutes from me. And it's kind of like a Halloween harvesty kind of vibes. And, um, it's just gonna be a fun light shoot for most of the day. So I'm really excited about that. I get a wedding on Saturday with my friends, uh, Jared and Sasha, they're getting married. We met through uh, the productions, uh, the two of my first plays that I did, they were both in it and a big part of it and so awesome. So I'm super stoked for that. Just got some wedding gifts and going on and getting into the spirit and the joy of wedding season. Love is in the air, my friends. It's in the air. And then uh, my little sister Becky's got fall break, baby. She's got fall break. So she's coming back this weekend and we can kick it a little bit. So a lot of things are flowing. A lot of things are moving. I uh, I also I got this 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 job for this this part. Again, we'll see how it all works out. This doesn't shoot until, until um, March of 2023. And which is already kind of tough because there's this, there's this um, play that I really want to get with my over the next. I have an audition in two weeks, so if we get it, then it performs in March, and I would scheduling conflicts. But that shoots in Atlanta, so. But um, I have like a I got the part, but we have I'm having just a Zoom call on Sunday to uh, just collaborate, pick up my energy, see how I am, and learn more about the project. And man, we're just flowing. Abundance is in the air. And then I got another shoot on Monday, so. We are flowing. Things are good. Things are good on this end. We're growing and learning. Again, learning a new skill is just working a certain muscle, and it's fascinating to see what our bodies are capable of. So it's really awesome. That's all I got for, for me. Let's take a little sip of water, and let's dive into what I want to chat with today. All right. Cool. <laughs> I have a little, a little thing that I want to just chat about. It's not going to take super long, but it's just a little thing that I've picked up with through reflection, through awareness, through observation of others. And I think it's fascinating when I just listen to this and I listen back to when I used to do this. And that's this idea of saying, I don't know. So before you jump the gun and say, saying I don't know is a beautiful thing because if we don't know, we got to be open to learning. And I'm here for that. I'm, I love being open-minded and saying I don't know if I don't know and learning instead of faking it till you make it, which I'm not a huge proponent of, I don't love. And I think if we don't know, ask the question, you know. Yeah, ask the questions. And um, so if you don't know what someone else is saying, ask the question, learn, be open to learning, be open to being wrong, be open to listening and learning because we're growing every single day, baby. And there's so much to learn, there's so much to grow. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the I don't know that we say where have you ever uh, gone on a rant or told a story? You know, you're in like 
It usually happens when you're in a group of friends, sometimes maybe one-on-one, -on -one, but mostly when you're in a group of friends, three, four, five, six, and uh, maybe there are side conversations going on over here, and you're, you're, it's your turn to tell a story, and you're telling a story, and you're getting passionate about it, but your friends are tuning out, your audience isn't really paying attention, so you're kind of excited, you're telling, you're telling, you're telling, and then you feel the resistance happening, and then your voice gets a little smaller and smaller and smaller, and you shy away from it, and you're not confident in it anymore. You kind of just want to finish as fast as possible. So you go, but I don't know. I don't know. You know, and you bail, you kind of bail yourself out and then it's like on to the next thing. And I find it fascinating. I used to do this all the time and this was a big confidence thing for me. It was, it was a lot of, I would like mumble at the end and I was just, I don't know. Who cares? Who cares? Right? So, but a lot of times you're telling a story that you're passionate about and you want to be heard. And then you bail yourself out by saying, I don't know, because eh, they're not going to, maybe I'm invisible. Maybe no one cares what I have to say, yada, yada, yada. All these self-limiting beliefs jump on top of that. And you're just saying, I don't know. And it's a bailout. And it's, we're giving our power away when we do this. And it's a self-deprecation thing. It's a lack of confidence thing, a lack of worth thing. And I just find it fascinating when it comes up. I mean, I've been working on myself for a few years now, and it still comes up every once in a while, right? But it came up a lot when I was really struggling with my confidence and my worth, my worthiness, right? And I'll hear it in other people when they do it too. And I'm like, they'll say a fact or they'll say a thing, and they'll be like, eh, I don't know. But I'm like, no, 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 no. You do know. You know exactly what you're saying. Don't bail yourself out. Like, stand your ground. Stand with your belief, stand with your point of view. Sometimes we say, I don't know, because we don't want to start a controversy or start a debate, a debacle, a discourse, you know? Confrontation is really scary, and like, I'm still working. I want to get comfortable with confrontation, but the only way to get comfortable is to attack it and, and get used to it and be in it. But I don't like confrontation a lot. It still scares me. So like, if I can bail myself out from being confronted and having to get into a quote-unquote argument with someone else, then saying I don't know it's an easy way to just knock it off but I want to get to the point where the person that I want to be I want to stand strong in my beliefs who I am what I believe and what I stand for and I don't want to say I don't know when I do know you know what I'm saying I think it's very similar to saying sorry when you're not actually sorry you know it's 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 sometimes it's such a knee-jerk reaction where sometimes you're just standing in line and you're not doing anything wrong and someone will walk into you accidentally and you turn around like oh i'm sorry you know like it had nothing to do with you it wasn't your fault but you just say i'm sorry and again this is kind of like a gray area because it's not a lot of times we're so like oh this is right this is wrong saying you're sorry is right not saying you're sorry is wrong right there's but there's so many elements there's so many levels and so many circumstances where that's not always the case so apologizing is a beautiful thing and if you fuck up it's important to acknowledge take responsibility and say you're sorry and apologize for that right but if you find yourself saying i'm sorry over and over and over and over again one maybe that's a self-reflection thing that you need to look yourself in the mirror and be like what am i doing that i'm hurting other people to the point where i have to apologize for my actions are my actions not in alignment with who i want to be then that's the work that we have to do but then there's the other element of Am I saying sorry because I'm actually sorry or because 
I want to please the other person. I want to please others. There's a people-pleasing com complex that is usually involved there. You don't want other people to feel bad. Um, you think all, a lot of times, again, we have that story that saying I'm sorry is really good. So we're saying, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What is that language subconsciously telling ourselves? What are we telling ourselves when we constantly say I'm sorry? It means that you're in the wrong. If I'm apologizing for something, then there's a reason. And usually when you apologize, it's because you did something wrong. So you're saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, over and over again. So you're telling yourself, I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Maybe not consciously, but subconsciously you are. And you're beating yourself down and down and down and down every time you say that. And it's every time you say that, but you don't actually mean that. I had a friend who said, uh, just kept apologizing when he was not in the wrong at all. And it actually got to the point where it was frustrating. I'm like, no, dude, do not apologize for this. You are not in the wrong. Stay on your ground. And it was interesting because you could see in the way he carried himself where it's like, I'm sorry, suck the air out of you like a balloon. It's like takes a little bit of air out, takes a little bit of air out until you're just flopping around, you know, and you're not standing strong. So his posture was lower. He carried himself like dragging his legs a little bit. And the craziest thing was the handshake. It was always kind of a floppy salmon. I love, I love my friend. I love my friend. But I was such an interesting observation that I made. Again, having strong posture, giving firm handshakes is a telltale sign for kind of how you show up and how you promote yourself and how you stand in your body. I want to walk tall. I want to stand tall. I want to own my space because I'm worthy of owning my space and myself. And I... I'm standing strong in my belief systems because I've worked on myself and I love myself and I believe in myself and I carry myself with a certain energy. But when we're depressed and we're self-deprecating and we're self-sabotaging over and over and over again, we physicalize that that uh, manifests physically in our bodies, right? Through walking very kind of just lazily, our shoulders are hunched over, our posture is down, our energy is low, our head is tilted down. We're not really looking people in the eyes. Our speech is a little bit lower, a little bit softer. And um, so there's a physical energy. There's like a physicalness that parallels with how you feel. So this whole thing is basically about owning your power and taking your power back. And to just really stay conscious of when it comes up, how often are you saying you're sorry? When you say you're sorry, are you actually sorry? And are you owning and taking responsibility? That's awesome. That's great. But are you saying it a lot? Is this becoming a pattern, a repeated pattern? And how do you feel afterwards when you say you're sorry, but you're not actually sorry, right? Or you say, I don't know when, no, hell yeah, you know what you're talking about. You just feel like maybe other people don't want to hear you. And that's bullshit. Maybe you're around the wrong crowd, but maybe you need to start owning. I don't like saying, God, I'm saying you too much. Like it's an attacking thing. This is a, a universal thing that we can all work on, that I'm working on. And... I just think it's important to reflect, self-reflect, journal, pay attention. We do things. How do we feel when we do things, when we say things, certain things, pay attention to it. Self-optimization, you know, it's really just a self-analysis all day, every day, growing and learning. And we can grow and learn every single day, but it starts with awareness. We can't grow without awareness. And it's a really powerful thing, man. So that's, that's all I got for you guys. I just, the message here is to just reflect how often... Does this come up? Don't judge yourself when it comes up because if this is something like a repeated pattern that happens over and over and over again and it's been unconscious for so long, it's going to take a long time to change that habit, to change that program, that conditioning. 
and it starts with catching it, not judging yourself with it, and then slowly, 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 you will break the habit of being yourself in that regard. Again, great book by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Check it out. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, as always, if you guys are vibing with this, digging this podcast, you guys can uh, share, comment, subscribe, rate. Let me know if you guys have any questions, anything you want me to dive into, share my personal experiences, my beliefs, my ideologies, philosophies. I'd love to, I'd love to, I'd love to. Again, I really just, I love doing this because I practice my speech. Again, this this episode, Sim Teams, they get really passionate and I talk really fast. Forgot to set my intention again, guys. Intention, presence, articulation, slowing down, slowing down. What's my rush, Andrew? What's my rush? Yeah, so check it out. Uh, you guys can follow me on Instagram, at Larkin underscore Andrew. That's where I'm mostly active. And as always, small act of kindness makes the world go round for others for yourself when you give you receive is such a beautiful thing hug a loved one give them a nice bear hug let them know you love them human touch is so healing high five yourself because you're beautiful you're deserving you're worthy you're enough you are unique and gifted you are here for a reason and attracting so much abundance into your life and as always strive to live a lucid life this is andrew larkin one love